0: what's going on everybody I'm Jay and this is the rewatch podcast I watch movies all the time then I like to rewatch them and sometimes I'll even watch them again it doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them and sometimes I'll have special guests join me this is the rewatch podcast Welcome back to the watch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week it is 4th of July weekend, which means I'm going to talk about movies that uh, I usually like to check out somewhere in and around the 4th of July, if not on the 4th of July, because, you know, you're not always doing something. And even if you're doing something with family, maybe you can escape for a little bit and uh, go watch something fun. And these are just some of them that I tend to watch more than others. Uh, Rocky 4. Let's just start things off with Rocky 4. Now, you might be thinking, Jay, you know, technically... Rocky IV is a Christmas movie, and to you I say that's not totally incorrect. It does take place on Christmas night. However, it is the most 80s, rah-rah, go America movie you're going to ever find because it's America versus Russia, Rocky versus Drago. It's just like the perfect little 80s movie of ridiculous, over-the-top boxing, and then you've got the whole idea of, America versus Russia going on and it's just it's a blast I mean the movie starts with gloves boxing gloves like metal boxing gloves one is the Russian flag the other is the American flag and then they attack each other I mean come on it doesn't get much better than that uh and then recently they put out the uh the Rocky Ford director's cut I don't know if you've seen that but uh I actually liked it I don't know that I liked it any better than Rocky Four, the original one. There's more Adrian in it, because she sort of disappears in the original movie. And I think that's... I, I liked everything with Adrian. I thought that was good. It, there was a weird scene, but Rocky's always a little weird when he's around Adrian. Uh, they cut out the robot entirely, which was a super fun 80s edition uh, in, into Rocky Four. I was bummed about that. Uh, the fight is a lot better in the director's cut. It's not as... Uh, it is over the top. It is over the top and ridiculous. Stallone, after a while, was basically really having boxing matches in these movies and so he kind of did he tried to edit it in a better way but uh, I love Rocky 4 in all its silliness you know the funny thing is, is when they put out the director's cut it's only like a minute or two longer or it's the same t- same amount of time because they took out just as much as they put back in and it was uh it's a little it's a little strange it's a unique watch though if you've never watched the director's cut of Rocky 4 and you're a big fan of Rocky 4 definitely check it out because it's it's a neat alternate version Of what could have been. You know, they could have kept all that stuff. They could have kept all of it. And I think it would have been fine. I don't know why they cut so much. There's more Apollo, like in the beginning, which is nice. Apollo doesn't lose as badly. I mean, he still dies. Uh, Spoiler alert from 1985. He at least puts up a little bit of a fight. Now, technically, does it have anything to do with the 4th of July? No. It's just very pro-America. And the silly, over-the-top America that the 80s represented. And I'm all for it.
1: During this fight... I've seen a lot of changing, the way you' felt about me and the way I felt about you. And here, there were two guys killing each other, but I guess that's better than 20 million. So what I'm trying to say is that if I can change and you can change, everybody can change.
0: Jumping into the 90s, The Sandlot, hands down The Sandlot. I love the movie The Sandlot. I just got a new squint shirt. Um, I haven't watched it forever. I, I do plan on watching it this weekend at some point. Uh, if you've never seen The Sandlot, you're missing out, man. It's super fun. It's uh, about this kid named Scotty Smalls who moves to a new town, doesn't really know anybody, and then he meets these kids that play baseball on a sandlot, and then they all become friends. And they play all summer. And it's just, it's it's a really fun summer kids movie that, it's just countless jokes and one-liners that just get stuck in your head and become classics.
1: Hey, you want more? Some more what? No, 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 you want a s'more. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? Shut up! You're killing me, Smalls.
0: I love every character. That's not true. I couldn't give a shit about Timmy or Tommy. Like, what are they? They're, they're nothing characters. Yeah, yeah, it's a little annoying too. But I knew, I feel like I knew a couple people that were just like, yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed it for that. And then there actually is a 4th of July scene. And it's great. There was only one night game a year. On the 4th of July, the whole sky would brighten up with fireworks, giving us just enough light for a game. We played our best then because I guess we all felt like the big leaguers under the lights of some great stadium. Benny felt like that all the time. We all knew he was going to go on to bigger and better games because every time we stopped to watch the sky on those nights, like regular kids, he was there to call us back. You get the Ray Charles, America the Beautiful, with fireworks going in the background, and they're trying to play baseball. Benny's like the main kid that's really great at baseball, and like they just hint the whole time that he's going to be in the majors someday. And he's trying to get them all to play, but everybody just stops playing and just watches the fireworks, and they're in awe. The way that you are when you're a kid, when you're looking at fireworks. I mean, sometimes, I don't go to fireworks displays as much as I used to, but sometimes when I haven't been to one for a while, I still get that feeling. And I feel like that scene captures it so well. And right beforehand, there's like a block party where they're, you know, getting hot dogs and stuff like that. It just seems very 4th of July. And the 4th of July scene is maybe, maybe 30 seconds? Maybe 30 to 45 seconds? But I think it's just the whole feeling of summer that they capture so well especially for being a kid like I didn't play a lot of sports when I was that age but I did like baseball at the time and I did remember playing baseball outside with my friends and it just captures that so well and then they got that perfect perfect fourth of July moment that just kind of makes me think of the fourth of July and want to watch that movie especially when we're getting you know to this time of year and right now you might be thinking are these all going to be sports movies no they're not next movie's Miracle I'm just kidding. It's not Miracle. However, I suppose you could throw that in there. But anytime I'm watching something hockey-related, I feel like I need to watch it in the winter. (laughs) So I don't get a lot of 4th of July vibes from the movie Miracle. However, it is, once again, America versus Russia. And once again, we win. Uh, And you might have noticed I haven't added any, like, war-slash-soldier movies. That's because I'm not a big fan of those movies. Like, they're not not bad. I, I would never say they were bad. Um... Well, some are, but I just don't really watch a lot of movies that take place with war unless there's a star in front of it. Like, I'm sure Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise is probably great. It's probably a great movie. It's Tom Cruise, and it's like, what, 90, something like that, 89? It's late 80s, early 90s. He was, like, at the height of his powers at that moment, but, you know, it just deals with Vietnam, and a lot of those movies, I just... I. For I don't know why. I just don't get into them very much. I want to. But if you want to watch a Tom Cruise movie uh, and it's the 4th of July, but you're like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to be born on the 4th of July. Why not Top Gun? Or better yet, go to the theater, watch Top Gun Maverick. You don't always hear me saying go to the theater, especially because I still think it's, you know, dicey every once in a while to go to the theater. I love Top Gun Maverick. I have a whole podcast about how much I love that movie. I have watched the original Top Gun since. I do think Top Gun Maverick is better than the original. Hey, you know what? Go for it again. If you want the the '80s over-the-top silliness, go for the original Top Gun. I think it's it's still has its place, but it is there are such silly, kind of ridiculous moments, but that I don't think exist in the new one uh, that make it fun. But sure, why not? Let's let's do that. Uh, you want to jump over to the superhero side? I mean, come on, you can't get any better than Captain America. And you have somebody to choose for the Captain Captain America. Uh, when Trey and Toad were on this show, when we did, uh, we were talking about Spider Man. We got into what was the best, you know, Marvel trilogy, and we kind of, I think, we ended up with uh, Captain America. Even though a lot of people don't really care for the first Captain America as much as the other two, I think the first Captain America captures what I imagine as the Fourth of July. Like when I think of the Fourth of July, it's very patriotic, very um, kind of old. And very way back when type of thing, and that's that's the feeling that I get when I think of the Fourth of July, and Captain America takes place most of it in the '40s, and I just like that era of things, and it takes place during World War II. That's about as war heavy as I get on this podcast for uh, the Fourth of July, but it, you got the the vintage costume, and it's just Star Spangled Banner all over the place. He's a Star Spangled Man.
1: Open to the-
0: You got to check it out. Captain America, the first Avenger. I mean, it's not my favorite of the Captain America movies. That would be Winter Soldier. But that one's just, it's a little colder. Like this one feels like it's got the warmer colors and it just feels like summer and the Fourth of July to me, which I realize this is all, this is all me. Like this is all based on how I feel about the Fourth of July. You can watch whatever you want. And if you want to go for those war movies, go for it. It makes all the sense in the world. It's just not my thing. Uh, if you want to go to the horror side, I'm going to pick one that's so-so. But I do think of it around this time of year, and that is I Know What You Did Last Summer. That's right. Scream clone. That's exactly what it was. And I remember really enjoying it. I didn't see it in the theater. I think I saw it when it hit VHS. But it takes place in a summer town around the 4th of July. Uh, that's when the movie starts. And then you take pick it up again a year later after this this potential murder has happened. This accidental murder. And the killers leave a note saying, I know what you did the l- last summer. I like this penmanship. doesn't change. It's always the same. It's a cool, almost looks like a comic font. I enjoy it. It's silly and stupid and 90s horror, late 90s horror to be specific. It is definitely of the Scream era. But you've got Jennifer Love Hewitt in place of Nev Campbell instead of uh, Skeet Ulrich. You got as the shady boyfriend, uh, you get. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who I enjoyed back in this era. Now, rewatching them recently, which I have watched this one and the second one. I've never seen the third one. Uh, I have watched them. I, I I was thinking recently, but now that I think about it, I think it's been a couple of years. But it, the whole pandemic has made everything seem recent. Not the strongest actor in the world, especially back then, but it's fun. You got a psychotic Ryan Phillippe and then Sarah Michelle Geller uh, right when she started filming Buffy. And I I think it's a lot of fun. It's got Anne Haitian there, too, if you really want some 90s nostalgia. And again, it's leading to the 4th of July and 4th of July celebration and parade and just works. I remember in high school when it came out, uh, let's see, 97, I'd have been probably a sophomore, I think. And I, I got the book from the library at school and it takes place in the 70s and it's totally different. And I don't think I finished it. So it's like every other book. I've ever read. Clearly, this is not a book podcast. If you want a book podcast from Alpha Media, books that make us better uh, with my friend Kayla Cho. Check that out. It's also at yourfortdodge.com. Uh, and then you got some big blockbusters. One of the biggest blockbusters of its time, Independence Day. Now, I have a whole podcast about Independence Day and my love for Independence Day. Well, actually, it's half a podcast because the other half is dedicated to Twister. Uh, it came out last year... Like a year ago right now. So you can check that out uh, in the archives, wherever you're listening to podcasts. But I love Independence Day. I think it's it's the movie that really put Will Smith on the map as far as being a leading man. And then he became, you know, Men in Black came out also on the 4th of July. Like all of his movies started to come out on the 4th of July. But this alien invasion uh, leading to the 4th of July to Independence Day, you've got uh, not only Will Smith being awesome... You've got Jeff Goldblum before he became kind of a character of Jeff Goldblum, actually being a character, and uh, I really like the two of them together, I thought they had great chemistry. You got Randy Quaid before he went off the reservation. Uh, Then you also have Bill Pullman, who is the president, gives an amazing president speech. I shall drop the clip here.
1: Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist.
0: All these people coming together to save the human race on the 4th of July against aliens. And they use a computer virus because it's the most 90s thing they could possibly do. It's so good. Though there is a sequel for Independence Day 2. And when I did the podcast last year with my cousin Tanner, uh, he had never... We did... I take that back. I wasn't going to say he'd never seen Independence Day 2. But we literally saw it together in the theater. We barely remembered it. And then it was on sale that weekend. And I bought Independence Day... Resurgence. I think that's what it's called. Uh, I have yet to watch it. I know I've seen it. I don't remember much. I remember Liam Hemsworth pissing on the alien ship and thinking, he's not about to piss on the alien ship, and then there he goes. Pissing on the alien ship. And I remember there's like an alien invasion towards the end where they're like out of the ship and you see them like attacking and they're huge. That I liked. Like if that was the movie the entire time, it would have been great. It's a terrible movie. It's not good. Don't waste your time with uh, Independence Day 2. But watch the first one because it is great and it's the 4th of July weekend. And finally, a movie that I have to watch. Leading up to the 4th of July or on the 4th of July somewhere near and around the 4th of July the original summer blockbuster
1: Jaws. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God
0: created the devil and gave him Jaws. Come on, Steven Spielberg directed it. The movie that put him on the map. That made the summer blockbuster, and you have the John Williams score that's just amazing. Not just the, but like when they're like the second half of the movie, it's all like a, a, this adventure theme, and it's great. Uh, you got Roy Scheider playing the playing Chief Brody, Robert Shaw's Quint, and one of the best performances of all time. Sometimes that sharky looks right into you, right into your eyes.
1: You know the thing about a sharky's got. Lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red and in spite of all the pounding and the hollering,
0: they all come in and they rip you to pieces. <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss as Hooper, the shark expert that comes to help. The mayor, (laughs) Murray Hamilton plays the mayor who uh, will not close the beaches for the 4th of July. Like the whole first half of this movie is going to the 4th of July. It is pushing right to it where he's like, no, we're not closing the beaches. That's ridiculous. This is a beach town. That's not going to happen. And then the poor little kittener boy gets eaten up by a shark and everybody goes crazy because they should have closed the beaches on the 4th of July. Um, it's a really great movie. It is, in fact, it is possibly. Now, I don't know exactly what my favorite movie of all time is, but Jaws is definitely in the contention. I've seen it multiple. I, I mean, I watch it multiple times a year. Uh, it is one of my all-time favorites. I still jump at certain scenes, even though I know the, the jump scares are coming. I still am like, yeah, when the head pops out of the boat, that scares me. When Jaws is coming up out of the water in through the window at the end of the movie, still scares me. I saw it in the theater a couple of years ago, and the this woman that was a couple seats down from me had never seen it. I heard her say that. And she was still scared by all of the same things that you're supposed to be scared at. And she laughed at – by the way, I I was very surprised when the crowd was laughing at certain parts because I never I never thought of it as funny. But there are, I guess, comical moments, but people were having a great time. Like, this was a comedy. I was like, oh, you better not be laughing at it because it's hokey. If you are, I'm going to punch every single one of you. Uh, but the fact that it still holds up and that a person saw the exact same reactions that she's supposed to have for a movie from 1975, and it's exactly the same. I mean, that just makes it one of the best of all time. And the whole first half of the movie is leading right to the 4th of July. And then afterwards, just the hunt for the shark. And it's great. The whole movie's great. And I'm not going to talk too much longer about it because I, at one point I would like to do a Jaws episode just solely on Jaws. But from all the side characters, uh, I mean, I love the mayor. I love his persistence at there's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not a big deal. You know, it's funny. I watched this movie in 2020 and it hit differently uh, with, you know, the pe- person that's supposed to be in charge. They're like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. This, it's nothing. And then, you know, the shark comes and eats all of our butts. Wasn't a good thing. Uh, But Jaws, definitely a movie I have to watch in the 4th of July. Those are just movies that I personally enjoy watching around this time of year. And um, I pretty consistently watch them. If not every year, pretty close. The the only one that is consistently every year is Jaws. I have to watch Jaws in July at some point. Uh, Hopefully I do it, you know, the weekend of. But... You know, not always. I did Google uh, popular Independence Day movies, and here's some other ones that I didn't mention uh, National Treasure with Nicolas Cage, A League of Their Own, get some baseball. It's America's Pastime. I could see why that would work. Hidden Figures, which I've never seen. Air Force One, Apollo 13, The Patriot with Mel Gibson, Saving Private Ryan. See, a lot of like war movies, and I'm not surprised. They should be on there. It totally makes sense. Zero Dark 30. Man, that movie depresses me, and it makes me excited, and then it depresses me again. Forrest Gump is on this list. Forrest Gump has kind of become like a weird... Uh, half the people like it, half the people don't. I enjoy it, but I can see why you don't, because it, it is a little sappy. Hamilton is now on this list, on a lot of lists I've seen. Uh, I'm not a big musical person, and that is straight-up musical. Uh, An American Tale. Not Five of Goes West, just the original. I could see that. I could see that being... Like the immigration story? Yeah, why not? And you know what? I'm going to throw another superhero out there. I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not going to delve into it much. But the first Superman, why not? You don't get much more American than Superman. That'd be good. So I hope I've given you some ideas of things you can watch this Fourth of July weekend if you don't want to hang out with your family. Because I'm sure I'm going to see family, but I can probably convince some of them to watch at least one of these. Probably not Independence Day. My mom hates Independence Day. In fact, if you listen to the old podcast... You'll hear all about how much she hates Independence Day. Uh, but maybe I can get her to watch like a minute of it. We'll see. That's my challenge for the weekend. Uh, have a great Fourth of July. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. But be safe, please. We need this pandemic to completely end and disappear like those damn aliens from Independence Day. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.
1: I just want to say one thing to my kid who should be home sleeping. Merry Christmas, kid. You see what you're just stop this